love music, live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to potentially the penultimate tapes up of the 2019 season. Derek Smith here bringing you another hour of Speedway-themed chat, news and views. I hope, like me, you've enjoyed last week's doubling up here in the studio. My thanks again to Phil Lanning and Gary Tate for both being here in the same place at the same time in the Tapes Up studio last Monday night. And to Charles Wright and Kyle Bickley too for supporting the show by telephone. All available to download on podcast if you've missed it. Tonight then, and we're stuck with the doubling up approach once again this week, Three for the price of two or something like that. Once again, going with two studio guests tonight here in the Tapes Up studio. First up, my Glasgow ally. He's six foot two with eyes of blue. It's gentle George Martin. Good evening, George. Oh, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Every week it seems to get better and better. Last time it was the Beatles. This week it sounded like Big Jim Holton's after (laughs) you. For those who are old enough to remember who Jim Holton was, there you are. Yes, I think I am, actually. That must have been the origin of it. And also here, and making his tapes up debut tonight, a young man who knew nothing about Speedway about a year ago, but he hasn't missed a wheel turning all season long, as he has shadowed, literally, all at Glasgow Speedway as part of his eagerly awaited documentary about the 2019 season entitled In the Red. Welcome the brains behind the art forum, Patrick Rooney. Thanks for joining us, Patrick. Thank you very much. That was very complimentary there, <laughs> the brains. Well, I, I had to be if, if, if I... I've got to look after my guests. Hey, Patrick, yeah. and I'm this, is, this is probably a statement of fact, though, that Patrick's brought the brains factor significantly up in the studio oh, this I'm evening. Not too sure. a- absolutely. No, a, t- a talented young man, and I look forward to uh, hearing all about the journey that you've been on, Patrick, o- over the course of the 2019 season. In fact, let's pick up some of that story right from the off. Am I correct in saying that a year ago, Patrick, you'd never been to or necessarily heard of Speedway? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think the first time I came to a Speedway match was last September. Um, So probably just a little bit earlier than this time last year. And uh, I just kind of got hooked. I immediately thought it would be amazing to make a film about it. Um, And after speaking with Robert McKenzie quite a bit, got to know a little bit of some of the stories that could have been told on film. And um, after after Tiger's statement last year, I just immediately thought, right, something has to be done and make a documentary about it, basically. What do you think it was, Patrick? You know, through, fre- through your fresh eyes last September or thereabouts, you know, what was it about Speedway that just, I guess, fueled your imagination and, and, and made you want to you know, do a deep dive and, and cover it in this way? I think it was because I, I've been living in Glasgow for the past three, three or four years and I knew nothing about Speedway. I didn't know it existed. I discovered it by accident because I was, I was driving through... Uh, Park and came across the graffiti uh, beside <laughs> Ally Vehicles and that's I immediately just kind of googled on my phone um, and found the Speedway existed so that from that perspective I thought right this needs to be known by more people and, and how can I get the message out there through through a film um, and it was really kind of after visiting Speedway for a couple of times the racing and just how exciting it really was and, and the fans were so passionate and you could feel it and I just kind of thought, well, how could I try and put that through uh, for people and, and, and try and get them to come and see it? it really, it's a fascinating uh, story, the, the way it all came about. And, and here you are over a year on and uh, you're probably sick to the back teeth of Speedway <laughs> given the, the time you spent on it. But we'll come back and talk to you much more, Patrick, about, about that journey and the, the way you spent your, your year indeed. OK then, if you are both sitting comfortably, let's crack on. Here's what we have in store tonight. We'll take a look at Saturday night's Championship Playoff semi-final decider as Leicester and Redcar battle to meet Glasgow in this weekend's Grand Final. And in what should be the final Speedway action of the 2019 season, we will turn attention and build up to the league title decider itself due to kick off in just four sleeps time. (laughs) As the clock counts down to the grand final itself, we'll hear the thoughts from the Glasgow camp via Cammy Brown and Craig Cook. All to come tonight, George and Patrick, you know the script. Clutch in, throttle on, tapes up. 
Supporters were made to wait for the completion of the other playoff semi-final between Leicester Lions and Redcar Bears. The half-time scoreline being stuck at 49-41 in favour of Redcar following their home win in the first leg last Friday. Expectation levels were high then on Saturday night when at last Leicester would stage the deciding leg, pulling forward the start time to 6.30 to help ensure completion before Heavy rain was predicted to soak the circuit. Let's pick up on that point to begin with, guys. Uh, with the meeting being raced on, sat- on a Saturday, the decision to make start to make a change to start time, I guess, was probably an easier one to make. But nonetheless, a smart move, George, and for all the right reasons. I think so. And this is what's been highlighted. We discussed it a couple of weeks ago that the vagaries of the British weather are very difficult. Well, you can't avoid them but trying to make decisions that are as good as possible in the light of all these things. So the right thing, certainly, to bring the start time forward. I think it just highlights, again, to me, if there's any way, and I know I'm back to my theme of trying to compress the season and try and get these vital playoff matches in, say, in September, I think it would help or at least provide more leeway for the matches taking place if there's any delays. Yep, yep, absolutely convinced. But it'd be on, good to see that, that the, the match went went ahead and yeah. uh, was able to complete, and I think, as you say, the right decision to bring the start time forward. And we've also spoken in recent shows about Redcar perhaps having the, the slight advantage in terms of their guest selection or, or guest availability for the semi-final ties. In fairness, Richard Lawson only outscored Kyle Howarth by a single point in that first leg, but on Saturday night... Pre, pre-racing at least, Jake Allen stepped in for the Bears in place of the injured Michael Pamtoft and uh, the Lions pulled in Steve Worrell in place of his brother Richie. For me, on paper at least, that looked to give the Bears some strengthening, uh, George. Yeah, although I have to say I think uh, Steve Worrell probably has a, well, he's like a good familiarity with the Leicester race circuit, so you know, Probably, again, for me, probably working out pretty much an equivalent between the two. But uh, certainly good choices of guess, I think, for each side. To the score then on Saturday night, could Redcar successfully defend that eight-point first-leg lead? The answer was very nearly, but not quite. The final score line on Saturday night, Leicester Lions 50, Redcar Bears 40. An aggregate score line of 91-89 to in favour of the Lions. Patrick, the Lions have uh, topped the table all season long. They look completely dominant right from the off way back in March and April time. Um, And uh, probably no surprise in the end to see them in the grand final alongside Glasgow. Well, I thought it it sounded really close. I didn't go to that match, but it it was very close. I was at the first leg in Red just kind of as a spectator. Um, which is a bit of a rare occurrence this season. I'm normally behind the camera. Uh, but that was, again, a close a close match. So it was going to be interesting anyway to see who came out top. But Leicester have been um, obviously really strong this season. Heat winners on Saturday night. Leicester provided eight. The red car provided seven. Heat advanced. In fact, last places. Leicester minimised the last place count to only four on Saturday night, George. That would have been crucial. And in the heat advantage stakes, Leicester won five to one. So in the end, the Lions, I think, uh, pretty much picked picked away at, Le- at Redcar's first leg lead in the first half of the meeting and uh, managed to carry it off and see it through, despite a very nervy Heat 15, because uh, going into Heat 15, Redcar were two points behind on aggregate, but uh, Ryan Douglas and Scott Nichols managed to combine to keep Eric Rees at the back, and, and that's seen the Lions through. And I wasn't at the meeting, but I understand Scott Nichol nearly found himself in serious trouble during that Heat 15, which could have turned, that's how close the two legs have been, that one mistake could have turned the whole tie around, but... Leicester just managing to take their home advantage from the second leg and win by those two points in aggregate. And I always thought it was going to be a very tight affair between these two sides. But, you know, to go down to two points almost brings back some rather painful memories of Glasgow going out to Workington Comets at the semi-final Did stage last year. That, you probably wish I hadn't <laughs> mentioned it, but we, we I just want to motivate the guys to remember that and use that as motivation for going into well, well, this week's final. You've got to use experiences like that, haven't you? Absolutely. Jake, yeah. Jake Allen, Steve Warlow in the end cancelled one another out with eight points apiece, which was good because it meant that it was the, it was the, uh, the core down of the side riders, who yes. settled mm-hmm. this tie. Only two points between the sides after 30 heats of 
Speedway. And George, we've talked about fine margins in Speedway. Patrick, you'll have seen some of these incidents over the season that, that just costs uh, sides uh, the, the, the points in the end. And there was one or two incidents, I think perhaps more so in the first leg at Redcar, which in retrospect have probably uh, cost, cost the Bears in the end, George. And that's what happens. An engine failure, a fall somebody making a mistake and allowing another rider through. These are all the things that contribute. They had odd point here and there. And as you say, over 30 races to be separated, but only two points. And you look at how crucial the performances for Leicester of Scott Nichols and Ryan Douglas, both weighing in with 11 plus one bonus. Red car, earlier in the season, you wouldn't have given them a chance to be at this stage, but uh, the forum of the likes of Charles Wright and Eric Riss, the contribution they've made in the second half of the season for the Bears has been crucial for them. And the Bears still have the knockout cup final to come. It, it was washed out, or the second leg was washed out on the Tyne side yesterday. Patrick, um, the playoffs, and hopefully we will see this manifest at Ashfield on Friday night, it's good for business because it, it captures the captures the excitement and it catches it captures the appetite of the Speedway going public. There was two or three coachloads of red car beer supporters travelled to Leicester uh, on Saturday night. It's got to be good for business. Yeah, I think um, it's it's amazing, um, and to get something like this on film, especially for the documentary, like with the final Glasgow against Leicester in the final, that would be incredible for the documentary either. Yeah, for for both legs basically, um, so I'm I, I feel quite lucky that I've chosen this season because it's been a very eventful season absolutely, to capture yeah. in a documentary, um, and I'm sure the guys aren't just doing it for the film. I'm sure that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that uh, they're going to try their best. Maybe you're our lucky mascot. <laughs> so both championship playoff semi-finals now complete. We now know that the 2019 league champions will be one of Leicester Lions or. Glasgow Tigers, Mon the Tigers. The final will take place this coming weekend. First leg this Friday night at Ashfield Stadium, with the league title being decided this Saturday night at Leicester. We'll focus much more on that later in the show. Totally objective and unbiased, of course. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, yes. <laughs> As ever, George. Carry on. <laughs> Gents, we've had to be very patient to find out who the Tigers will meet. Um, this is going to be a huge weekend, uh, and, and that's probably understating it, given what's on the line. We know that Glasgow supporters will travel in numbers to cheer on the, the lads this weekend. Any thoughts on the sequence of the fixtures, George? Advantage, disadvantage? Well, I think ordinarily you would like to have the second leg. Obviously, if you can build a, a good lead from the first leg, but from a supporter's point of view, I would prefer the second leg at home that when we win the cup, when we win the league, then you're there to... There'll be, be more home yeah. fans there, let me put it that way, to be able to see that. But it's the way that also worked out. It's fair in terms of the fact that Leicester finished just top of Glasgow in the league. And that's one of the other unfortunate consequences of when there's rain-offs, that sometimes you can have earned a second leg and it doesn't work out that way. So we'll see if the weather holds for this coming weekend and whether that really is the sequence. But hope, to be honest, by this time, we just want to get the, the speedway done and uh, we'd like to see Tigers win the league. And we want it to be the showpiece that it rightly deserves to be. But, but you're right, the weather could yet have a, a say in it, George. Definitely. And, that, and that's also because we want the tracks to be in good condition as possible. You saw that that was something that impacted the, the Premiership semi-final just this week between Swindon and Wolverhampton yes. especially in the first leg had a very significant impact so that's one of the unfortunate uh, side products of just the way the weather has been but if we could get a good run up to this weekend I think it would also make the racing more attractive as well Absolutely. Later we'll hear from Cammy Brown and indeed from Craig Cook as Glasgow gets set for the biggest weekend of Speedway in five seasons head to head for the league title itself it has been a massive weekend for all concerned with Red Car Bears. A commiserations to them for not quite making the grand final. That deciding playoff semi-final tie on Saturday night, sandwiched between home and away battles with uh, northeast rivals Newcastle Diamonds in the knockout cup final, albeit uh, yesterday's deciding leg in Tyneside now rearranged for next weekend. By anyone's standards, uh, George Patrick, this has been an incredible weekend for Red Car Bears and their supporters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
Um, every time I went down to Redcar, uh, I thought the supporters are quite like the Glasgow supporters. You know, they're really passionate, and, and I know that's across Speedway, but um, I really like the Redcar track from in, in terms of a shooting point of view for the for filming. Uh, but also, I just kind of think the racing is just as exciting there. And yeah, it, it would have been interesting to see what it would have been like for Redcar to go through to the final. Um, but I, I think, you know, they tried their best and uh, yeah. George Redcar, a gutsy, a gutsy little club. Uh, I hope they don't mind me describing them that way. But they, they were born out born out of the demise of Middlesbrough Speedway, Middlesbrough, yeah. who we recall in the 70s and you 80s. You go back even further, you T-Site Tigers as well. I remember, yeah. 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 So, yes. So, 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 it's a bit of a hotbed for Speedway in that part of the world. But, uh, I mean, there was there was a void for a number of seasons between uh, Middlesbrough's demise and, and Redcar, Redcar. has now been, been, been given birth to. But uh, some very, as Patrick says, some very, very passionate and very highly supportive supporters in that part of the world. And that's often what Speedway relies upon in order to be able to survive. There's not an awful lot of Speedway clubs out there that... Um, are rich in money, and even those who have owners who have a bit of money behind them, the operating costs are high, and you would probably find that many of those owners at times are more or less subsidising clubs, so any of the clubs that survive and progress, especially when you've got a limited budget and a limited setup in the first place, and I've got to greatly admire what Red Car have achieved this year, because at the beginning of the season they were struggling, made changes that they needed to make and there's key riders that have stepped up for them and made a real contribution for them, especially in the second half of the season. And of course, they, they had an impact uh, for Glasgow in the KO Cup as well. You're great at reminding us of all the all the bad news. to be reminded we're of, George. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about all levels of the sport, these days there's a thriving youth scene around British Speedway, much better organised and structured than it ever has been, in my view, from youth classes to development leagues up to the National League itself, which tends to, to, to feed the championship clubs. In this part of the world, each of Glasgow, Edinburgh and Berwick are involved in running teams in the Northern Junior League. Uh, there's a heck of a lot of organisation, expense, effort and excitement generated by these leagues and these events. And they often don't get the, the plaudits and the coverage that they deserve. But what an invaluable and immense effort, Patrick, George, from all of the clubs and all of the people who make these things happen. And I'm going to give mention to Colin Mackey, known Colin for a number of years, way back to when we were schoolmates in Bishop Briggs all those years ago. But seriously, the, the effort that Colin and people around Colin have put into encouraging the youngsters over the years has been absolutely remarkable and absolutely key. Indeed. Great to see the Ashfield Giants yes. name back in Speedway, yeah. you know, with the guys, with the juniors and with the development and the opportunity to bring young riders through because... That's going to be the lifeblood of the sport, especially at a time when, you know, money's tight. And if you can bring the youngsters through and give them the encouragement, it's all of such great value. Yeah, I think I think that's the key, to be honest, is getting the young people into the sport as riders. Um, I've spoken to a couple of the older riders who have been in it for 10 plus years and they kind of worry a lot of the time that maybe sometimes the young people aren't into it or maybe it's because the young people getting into it now as a rider have to put up with a little bit more to do with track conditions and things like that than riders did a, a few years ago. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the key point, I think, to get the young people into the sport to help it survive. Some immense work goes on, as we say, you know, out of sight of uh, so many of us all around the country. And uh, as you say, George, congratulations indeed to, to Colin at Glasgow uh, for his particular drive in keeping the Glasgow youth scene definitely. And I, and I think one of the things that we often criticise Speedway and the way it's run in the UK... I think one of the encouraging developments in recent years has been the establishment of the National League and also the development of the, the Junior League where that's possible. And I think it would be great to be able to encourage especially the Junior Leagues on a regional basis wherever that's possible. That would be helped, of course, with more development tracks being available, but then there's all the infrastructure that's got to go with that. But you do look at some countries like the Scandinavian countries that 
seem to be ahead of us in that, but let's look at what's out there and see what can be done for the future. Indeed, and our congratulations to George Rothery of Ashfield Giants for picking up the 500cc class Northern Junior League Riders title yeah. at Armadale on Saturday night. And also special mention to Luke Harris on lifting the 125 150cc class and young Ben Trigger who travels all the way from Plymouth to race for the Giants who finished in third place. And that highlights the fact that there is a National Junior League Riders Championship and great to see George winning that at the 500cc level but also the youth series, you know, the youth championship series that goes around the country and that Ashfield's been a crucial part of over the last few years so I think these are great things to encourage and hopefully will continue to happen for the development of British Speedway. And they'll all be back for more in 2020. OK, after the break, we will sharpen our attention to the grand final itself and ahead of the biggest week of the entire season, we'll hear the thoughts of Glasgow team manager Cammy Brown and Tiger skipper Craig Cook. Back with you in two. Let's Hear It For The Girls looks at every issue affecting Scottish women in Scottish sport from the participation to the administration. Maureen McGonigal leaves no stone unturned on all the issues affecting women's sport in Scotland. Focusing on sport from a woman's perspective, Let's Hear It For The Girls salutes the stars of tomorrow and the legends of today. Catch Maureen every Tuesday evening at 8pm only on Rock Sport Radio. Love music, live sport. Do you hear that? That's your family coming round to your new house for Sunday lunch. Your son opening the door of his first home. Visitors arriving at your guest house. Friends coming over to watch the football. Scottish Building Society offer a range of mortgages, so we can turn this into this. Love. Scottish Building Society. We've been helping people open doors since 1848. Call us today on 0345 600 4085. Scottish Building Society is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. William, Pamela and Anthony were sold investments by banks and ended up losing money. Luckily, they contacted Goodwin Barrett and were able to claim back a total of £65,500. If you've lost money on an investment sold by a bank, or financial advisor, even if you no longer have the investment or the paperwork, Goodwin Barrett could help. Discover how much you could be owed. Text GOOD to 6677. Text GOOD to 6677 now. It's easy to put things off. I'll sort it tomorrow. It'll wait. Well, turns out if you're a man with prostate disease, the sooner you spot it, the better it can often be treated. So if your dad or brother have had prostate cancer or you're having trouble with your waterworks, do something about it. See your GP or visit prostatescotland.org.uk for more information. Prostate Scotland. Pull your finger out. Love music. Live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio. You're listening to Tapes Up with Derek Smith, George Martin and Patrick Rooney tonight on Rocksport Radio. You can listen again to tonight's show and play back earlier shows from this season via podcast, accessible from the Rocksport website, else from your favourite podcast app, inclusive of iTunes and Spotify. Pa- Patrick, let's talk some more now about your adventures behind the lens this season. <laughs> you committed to attend every single Glasgow meeting home and away this year. Quite a demand of your time, never mind anything else. You've been around the length and breadth of the UK, filming away. Have all the clubs made you feel perfectly welcome and happy to buy into what you're doing on behalf of the sport, Patrick? Yes, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, had no trouble from any other clubs, really. Um, Everyone's been extremely welcoming. And saying that, actually, a lot of people have caught on to the film on social media and the support on social media for the film has been absolutely fantastic. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who has kind of uh, said any words of praise so far from what they've seen online. Going to put you on the spot, Patrick. Any venues, any events that are top of your mind that, you know, that, that come back to back to your your head right now as being the most enjoyable, the most memorable so far, at least? The most memorable, or oh, dare I mention Eastbourne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was one of the few people that was there. But, you know, I think things like that, uh, from what I understand... Uh, is just good for uh, the documentary. It, it adds to drama, things like that. Um, 
there's been a lot of memorable and a lot of exciting uh, celebrations uh, this season. You know, Tigers have been very successful home and away throughout the whole season, so that's been brilliant to capture. Um, and also the fans celebrating, especially down at Somerset, both for the pairs, <laughs> which was a brilliant turnout for the Glasgow fans. And uh, and the last time they were down at Somerset, uh, it's been it's been great a great experience getting to see all the different tracks. And I feel very lucky that way. A, a lot of other fans, you know. I haven't, haven't even been down to Eastbourne or, or Somerset, some of the far away tracks, so I feel lucky to have got to experience them. You really have picked a fabulous season to, to, to choose to do this, Patrick. The Riders will heavily feature, I would imagine, in the final edit. No doubt Cammy Brown will test just how shatterproof or otherwise your lens is. Only joking, <laughs> big guy, if you're listening. But this film is equally about Speedway, the sport at its rawest. And the supporters, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And saying that, Cammy absolutely loves the camera, uh, so he's been a great, a great help. And a great it worked the way around. So. <laughs> he's been a great character to get uh, in front of the lens. But no, um, everyone's been absolutely brilliant and, and welcoming me into the into the Speedway family, basically, because that's what it is. The fans are one big family, especially with with Tigers. It's, it's great to hear you say that because you know George and I, you know, that that's that's part of the vocabulary that we use when we talk to other people about Glasgow Speedway, isn't it? Well, it is, and I think that's one of the things that gets you hooked to Speedway. There is something very different, which you mentioned the difference to, to football, Ella, and I agree with you on that, Patrick. Having been someone who has gone to football matches both at league level and international level for a number of years as well. Um, maybe at times when things have gone well for Scotland, you've had that sort of atmosphere in the terrace. But there's something about Speedway, and maybe there's also that element of at times, even in the good times, you're, you're fighting for making sure the survival of your club mm-hmm. and the potential prosperity of your club. So you almost feel that you're invested as part of that, I think, when you become a Speedway supporter. And I think that makes a difference. So... At the level that Speedway's at, you know, I've I've started following Speedway Whisperer over 40 years ago, but there's something about Speedway that gets you hooked and and you stay involved and even through the the bad times, you really mm-hmm. hope that your team are going to be back next year and we'll be back on track. And and you build up your heroes over those years with, with the riders and we've had some fantastic riders for the Tigers, especially in recent years. Um, some of the great league wins, the couple of great league wins we got at Shawfield and the good league win back in 2011, Ashfield, very memorable. But there's been a lot of other good things in between as well. Patrick, you're now in post-production, as I understand it. So to then initiated amongst us, what does that mean exactly? And what, in the end, is the target running time for the, the final edit? So we're hoping that will be about an hour and a half. I, I know that we can definitely get that as whether or not that goes over that that time. <laughs> Uh, but post-production is basically just editing everything, kind of assembling it, all the footage that I've captured in the last eight months um, and going through everything and, and taking the best bits and putting together a, a story as well as I possibly can. You and I have had a few chats over the course of this season about yeah. a, a premiere event. You know, it mm-hmm. seems to lend itself and the uh, the interest would certainly be there amongst the Glasgow supporters to, to see the premiere on a big screen somewhere yeah, yeah, in definitely. the Glasgow area. Is that going to happen, Patrick? Well, that's something that I would love to do and I know that people would love to to experience that as well, get to see it in a cinema in Glasgow. Uh, so it's definitely something that I, I'm keen to do and, and I think... Uh, people behind it, you know, Jerry and Peter and Robert are all kind of wanting to do that as as the Tigers management. So uh, we we don't have any definite dates or anything like that in terms of how we're going to release the film or anything yet. But you know, as soon as we know, we'll let the people know on, online. <laughs> and any thoughts, Patrick, about you know whether it's commercialising otherwise, but but making it available to supporters to have their own copy is that possible? That's something that I, I, I'd love to do as well. Um, it's ju- it just depends really on whether or not we go down a, a broadcast route for TV or whether we make it available online or or what is the best way to get as many people to see it because that's the aim. We want to raise awareness for Speedway. Uh, so we want to see people watching it who haven't maybe gotten an interest that in Speedway yet. Yeah. So 
Patrick, you, by, by your own admission, you've been bitten by the bug. You're a committed Speedway fan and a Glasgow <laughs> yeah, Speedway yeah. fan at that. How do you follow How do you follow this come next season, Patrick? Any thoughts, any plans for I'm 2020? I'm not too sure. You know, 2020, I'll definitely return as a fan regardless because um, I have got that bug, as you say. Uh, but whether or not, you know, there's a there's a part to the to this documentary, you never know. Um, I, I would love to come back and, and do it all again and see if there's an even more dramatic season next year. Uh, but you never know. I'll return as a fan, well, for sure. Well, George, well, well, well. Well, I, I, for one, and I know I'm typical of everyone around Glasgow Speedway, cannot wait to see the final edit, Patrick. Thank you very much indeed for taking such an interest in us as a club and as a sport and for all your extremely dedicated work. George, popcorn at the ready for the Premier. Yeah, I would look forward to that. That would be absolutely fantastic. You know me, it would be a very large carton of popcorn, <laughs> I think, Derek, that would be looking forward to that. be great. Now, I just think it's absolutely fantastic, Patrick, that you have got involved in doing this. As I say, fascinating to hear that you've caught the Speedway bug yeah, in the yeah. process of doing it. And it's not just people like me and Derek and those that have been around the club for years. <laughs> but no, that's been one of the great things around Ashfield in recent years as well seen a number of new people getting involved in, in the sport so if your documentary as I'm sure it will can help get that message out to a wider population that'll be absolutely fantastic. Yeah that's, that's the hopes for sure yeah. and and I must say as well it's not been, it wouldn't have been possible to have made a film like this without the support of the fans backing it and everything like that so thank you to, to everyone for, for making me feel so welcome Okay, time now for our final focus. The 2019 championship season comes to its conclusion this very weekend. One of Glasgow or Leicester will be crowned as league champions on Saturday night. In the end, George, undeniably the top two sides all season long and rightfully the best possible final. I think so. I think when you were looking at the set up, there was maybe an element of me might have hoped Red Car would have got through but then we learnt a lesson from Red Car earlier in the season as well so I think this is the right thing the two top sides get through to the final I think what a final it's going to be is you look at it not just on paper but on track it's going to be very close and as with the semi-final between Leicester and Red Car it may well go down to the 30th heat for a decider who knows I think that's the expectation. You know, you might go a long way, travel a long way to find someone who will think that this will be a, a one-sided uh, damp squib of a grand final. But come Friday night, you know, let's just kick this around a little bit. If, if Glasgow, as uh, Cammy Brown would want them to do, all click on the night at the same time on Friday night and blow Leicester away and take a 26-point lead <laughs> the following night. I mean, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be an enjoyable Saturday night? That would make a much more enjoyable <laughs> Saturday night. Um, coming back to reality, though, and not just <laughs> Planet Smith. Um, no, that would be fantastic if it did happen, Derek. It's, it's very unlikely. I think if we go down to Leicester with a 10 or 12-point lead, then that would be great. It's no, it's absolutely no guarantee, but I think that would be a good lead to be able to take down to Leicester. Right, let's humour me then. Right, let's do a, let's do a, a match up, man for man, between the two sides. So Glasgow, let's, let's look at the number one, just, a, just in the riding order as as they most recently lined up. Yes. Glasgow Leicester number one, Craig Cook, Scott Nichols, over two legs. Patrick, you've seen these guys this year. Who would you expect to have the the edge over the two meetings? Oh, I know it's going to be very close and very intense, um, but I, I would put my money on Cook. George? Sure. Craig Cook for me. Well, unanimous. Craig Cook for me too. Let's go down. N number two, Mikael B. Anderson versus Ty Proctor over two legs. I'm probably going to have to go Ty Proctor, I would think, for that one. That's right. Oh... I'm not sure. I'm gonna. Uh, you sit uh, on the fence. I'm sitting on the fence. <laughs> well, well, I've got to. I've got to share your view, George. I've got to say, based on what I've seen, Mikael is carrying a bit of an injury. I understand. Ty Proctor for me has got to have the edge. That's one apiece. Number three race jacket. Klaus Vissing versus a guest for the Lions. I'm understanding is based on my best information. Uh, Leicester will use Steve Worrell at Ashfield on Friday night. Right. And Richard Lawson at Leicester on Saturday. So Klaus Vissing as a match-up versus Steve Worrell and Richard Lawson? I think if Klaus is, is on forum, that I think he can come out on top both home and away, but it'll be 
tough. I mean, those are real good matchups, and we know that Steve Worrell can race well at Ashfield. He can have his off nights as well. Uh, I think Klaus can come out and top certainly at home. And uh, well, with Richard Lawson, it'll be tight down in Leicester, but. Close, I think. I've got the sense he's got the bit back between his teeth at the moment, so I, I, I I'm really, going to go for Close. I really like Close, and I would love to hand on heart say he would come out on top against both of them over the two meetings. I think that would be a very very close to call. I think it will be yeah, very close. Yeah, yeah very close to call. Yeah. But, but uh, we have faith in Classy Close. Number four, Sam Jensen up against Ellis Perks. Yeah, that this is an intriguing one. Um Sam has been showing in recent meetings, I think, some real signs of getting to grips with the British tracks, which which coming over from, from Denmark hasn't been easy for him. You look at the averages and you would say that Ellis Perks has, has the edge, but I think um, Sam could just about match him. You'd probably have to say Ellis Perks would be the favourite, but I think Sam in recent form. I can, think Sam. I've got faith in Sam. I think yeah. he'll uh-huh. be up for this one. Patrick? I think so. I think Sam, last time we were down in Leicester, was uh, really comfortable around the track. And he, ne- right. he nearly yeah. won, but he unfortunately came off. I think he scored three points, but he, he fell off famously. Yeah, yeah. 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 Number five, Rasmus Jensen up against Ryan Douglas. There's only one winner there, sure. Well, I'm going for Rasmus. Yeah. And, and you even look at the... Well, you look at the forum that both Rasmus, the contributions Rasmus and Klaus made to Swindon getting to the Premiership playoff final. And, and yeah, Rasmus, I think the last couple of months he's been a revelation. Rasmus, all day long. And then let's look at the reserves as a, as a package. Connor Bailey, Kyle Bickley up against Joe Lawler and Connor Mountain. That's an interesting matchup. Well, it is. Connor Mountain has been impressive for, for Leicester this year. So if you push me on it, I've got to say that probably Connor out of the four, of them. the four, the strongest. But I think our young lads at, at reserve and the forum have been showing, especially, you know, how the situation has developed for, for Kyle, sorry, for Connor. Over the last six to eight weeks, I think it's been very encouraging indeed. So I think our reserves could come out and top here. I wouldn't disagree. So my, my sense, when you, when you weigh up all of that, all of that assessment, my overall sense is that Glasgow might just have the edge in this final. I think so. It comes back to what we discussed right at the beginning that there are so many factors come into thirty heats of racing like this, and in reality, when the two sides are so close, an engine failure, a fall, an injury could make all the difference. But I think break it down at the moment. I think uh, the Tigers could just have the edge. Go ahead, go Patrick. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. Absolutely, I think it's going to be really intense uh, for both both matches, um, and I think it's going to be really close. But I think Glasgow might just. The two league meetings this season, just as a reminder, back in July, Tigers won 48-41 at Ashfield, and in return in August at Leicester, 46-44 was the final scoreline to the Lions. So that does suggest a tight affair over... Is there no way we could just settle for those scores now? I think we should. I think we should. should. Isn't there a typhoon A new rule through in the BSPA? Isn't there a typhoon coming to the UK? (laughs) Um, Okay, listen, that was some thoughts from us here in the studio. Let's now hear... Some reaction captured on Saturday night from Glasgow team boss Cammy Brown in conversation with our reporter Brian Copeland. A very, very close result as we all thought it would be. Um, you know, that's both semi finals. But Red Car and Leicester down to two points in it, and ourselves and uh, Somerset six points. So it shows you just how close all four teams were. Um, you know, I think, it's, I think it's destiny that Glasgow have to face Leicester in the final. They finished top and second, and there was only a point, a point between them. Um, so I think it's destiny. And, you know, it's the one I think everyone really wanted to see. So um, you know, let's 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 bring it on. See what happens. It's uh, like you say, it was a very close semi-final. I think uh, I think it's been very cl- tough to call the the playoff meetings this year, and I think that's fair to say it's probably the same going into next weekend. There's not really much between the sides. No, um, there's really not a lot. I think if. Uh, you know, if, if the matches are on weather permitting at the weekend coming, um, I think it just takes one team to have a little bit more form than the other, and that that would be the that would be the you know the deciding factor. Um, there's really really nothing in it. You know, you can look at individual riders and match them up, and um, you know o- overall there's there's you know not a lot in it. 
it's a clash of the titans really isn't it let's, let's be honest in our league it's um, it's huge and obviously there's a you know there's, there's the Stuart ex-Glasgow factor as well but to be honest for me that doesn't even come into it I just see Leicester as a, a major opponent a major threat and um, you know my job is, as Glasgow team manager is to try and get that you know that trophy and get the boys over the line I personally think we deserve it this season. I think we should. I think we should have finished first. We, we had a silly home defeat against Scunthorpe, which would have, you know, allowed us to finish first. Um, I think you know Leicester had a, a brilliant run at the start of the season and was were basically running away with the league. And everybody said it's a one horse race, and we chipped away, chipped away, and we had some fantastic results in the road. And I think we fully deserve. Well, we do deserve a place to be in the final, Brian. And um, you know, I'm. I hope that the final lives up to expectations. It should be a cracker. Obviously, it does mean that we get the home leg first and, and have to go down there second. Does that make much difference in the in the grand scheme of things? I suppose it gives Leicester a, a tiny advantage, but to be honest, you've got to race each other at each other's grounds anyway. You know, I mean, and it could be the the weather's been been abysmal recently up here and down south. It could be that you know we we can't run and we can't run on Friday for the weather, and we have to go to Leicester on Saturday and Leicester's on, and we get the second leg, and it can come down to weather. And it's a, it's a bit of a bugbear to me that these huge matches in the Speedway calendar are played at this are played at this time of year when the weather's you know turned from from the last of the you know good summer weather into to definitely the, the start of the winter. And I think it, it makes it a little bit more of a lot as we saw in the you know the the the, champion, the elite league semi-finals during the week with um, you know Wolverhampton it was a bit of Wolverhampton and Swindon it was a you know, the weather had a major impact on that those two fixtures and I hope when we have the final that we have two race race circuits that are really raceable and we can find out who's the best team rather than you know coming down to a track that's that's uh, very very tricky to ride and you know that we don't want that. So, so yeah, I hope I hope the weather um, definitely clears up and and we can um, we can see what happens. And what do you think the guys will have taken from the previous visits to Leicester this season? We we ran them quite close at one point, and they but, must be able to take some confidence from that. Uh, hopefully, but uh, again, that was a that was a lovely hot summer's day. I don't think it's going to be like that when we go down the next time. So, but that also affects Leicester. I mean, Le- Leicester, Leicester are used to riding on the same kind of surface. So, we just have to, you know, at, at the end of the day, it is what it is, Brian. We just have to, to face whatever we get. Um, you know, thinking of Craig Cook, Craig Cook, he, he's he's got the, he's of the opinion. You know, we, we'll go down there and um, we'll give it one hundred and one percent. All the team will. Um, we've already had a little chat on the chat group. Um, you know, we've had a, a good chat in the chat group straight after the final, and the boys are up for the challenge. And we're not, we're not, um, we're not saying we're going to win. We're not going to do anything daft like that. But we're, we're ready for whatever comes uh, comes ahead for us. So I think the best, well, the best two teams are meeting in the final. That's no disrespect to to Somerset and Redcar. They're also two very, very good teams. But the best two teams are meeting in the final. And I think Stuart said it halfway through the season. I've said it many times to Peter Fazena, to Jerry. I think it'll be Glasgow and Leicester in the final if they're kept apart in the semis. And you know, here we are. That's what we're going to get. And it's going to be a huge weekend um, for Glasgow. Tigers, and um, we hope it'll be successful. One, Brian. One, 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 one last thing, if I can say, Brian, um, on this, uh, the Glasgow fans have been, you know, our eighth man all season, and uh, you know we need you guys to come in in huge numbers, both home and away, for this final, and give us that final push. Um, the riders really appreciate it. The management appreciates it, and not just in a financial way. It's not. It's not nothing to do with that. The backing, the backing you give the team this season has been phenomenal. Um, we feel like a, a total unit together. Riders, management, fans, and that's the way it should be. We've got a special club, and let's let's hope uh, with your backing, we can give you the prize that we are absolutely dying to you know to do for the for the fans and the club. The usual measured response, measured response, measured response from Cammy, and we've heard him talking all year. Cammy's done a sterling job for me, uh, certainly that certainly this season. It's been his team that he put together at the start of the year in conjunction with the management, and he's man managed the side to some great success this year Patrick yeah I think because I'm new to Speedway this season uh, from speaking to the riders and everything I get the the sense that Cami has kind of really made a great team spirit between everyone in Glasgow and you know he's a fan favourite as well um, and he's a great guy so yeah I, I agree I think he's been brilliant this season Keeping the build-up moving along, Brian also managed to pick up the thoughts of Tigers number one and team captain Craig Cook. Let's hear from him now. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's good for us. You know, I think um, I think 
you know, Red Car would have been, it'd been a strong proposition, to be honest. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of thankful it wasn't Red Car. But I think they probably ride our track better than uh, the Leicester team would. But, um, yeah, I, you know, either, either, either one of them is going to, they're both going to be strong. So, um, you know, obviously Leicester have uh, ended where we had to, to be in the final. And um, it was obviously a close match. Uh, last night and, you know, obviously just getting through by two points. But, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to be strong. You know, there's no, there's no, no, uh, no room for error. You know, we've got to be on our game and uh, we've got to hit it hard. You know, there's no, no, no room for any mistakes at all. We've obviously had to wait a week or two to find out who we were going to face. It must be nice to finally be able to make some preparations. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to start to, to learn how to ride the bike again. You know, it's been that long, so... Um, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to get out and have a practice uh, mid- midweek, uh, you know, so we're ready for ready for the weekend. But, yeah, we just... Um, yeah, it's uh, obviously also okay for like so Raza and Carlos have been around this win, but you know, I've been sit- sitting at home twiddling my thumbs and not knowing what to do. So uh, you know, it's, it's that time of the season now. You know, it's the business end of the season, and you know, it's coming to a close. And um, you know, obviously the weather's weather's uh, on, on the back of us now, and you know, we want to get it done. So um, yeah, I just need to get need, need to get back out and. Uh, do some practicing and uh, got a few things I'd like to test and just, just try out before the finals. Um, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's going to be tough, but you know, I'm definitely looking forward to. It. How pleased are you to be involved this year? Given you you missed out on the playoffs last year when you got injured, having just signed for Glasgow. Yeah, it's awesome to be a part of the team. Uh, you know, obviously Glasgow were a, a little bit unfortunate last year um, in, in the semis and uh, just, just missing out on the final. Uh, no, by 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 a very small margin, but uh, you know it's uh, you know it's, it's great to be a part of the Glasgow team. You know I've made no uh, secrets of you know my feelings about being part of Glasgow team. It's the most professional club that I've ridden for, and uh, you know I, I love being a part of it. You know it's it's not just about the speedway. You know it's about the whole experience uh, of a speedway match. Um, you know, there's more to more to it than you know, uh, just just the racing and the ride. What the what the riders do, you know, it's it's, it's a fantastic um, it's a fantastic team to be a part of. And you know, I, I love I love being a Glasgow Tiger. And you know, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a massive privilege to be uh, leading them into a final. You know, being a captain and leading them into a final. You know, I like to think that I'm a, a good team team player, and uh, you know. To, to help this team to the top, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a privilege. So uh, hopefully, I can finish the job off with them and uh, the rest of the boys, and uh, you know, we can uh, lift that trophy at the end of the year. And you've been part of, of many big meetings like this. Um, obviously, you you won plenty of trophies in your time at Edinburgh and, and playoffs and things like that. What's the what is the key to to winning these kind of matches? Uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's a tough one, you know. It's, you know, I think it's it, you've got to to not make any mistakes, you know. And um, you know, but it's, you know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to say. You know, he, you know, Connor there last match out. You know, he you know he was uh, he threw threw a point away while trying to go for for two two points, for trying to go try to get into second and uh, and crushed while in third and then come away with nothing. So you know, it's certain kind of errors that you can't do. Um, you know, you know, Connor's Connor's a talented young, young rider, and uh, but you know, it's probably the the exuberance of his youth, just getting the better of him, and uh, you know, it's, 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 it's things like that in the final that you, you can't throw away. You know, you've got to probably consolidate, and uh, instead of trying to push for that extra two points and with nothing, you've got to kind of settle for one. Um, you know, you've got, you've got to ride within your limits. You know, stop within that hundred percent margin, and uh, you not go over the top because. You know, if you ride outside your limits, and, and you know you end up in the fence, and uh, it costs them the team points. And, and and just finally, what what was so? What's the dynamic of the final now? We have the home leg first, and and then obviously we go to Leicester. Uh, does that change the approach slightly compared to doing it the other way around? No, win at home, win away. That's that's it. You just go and smash them, smash them, and then get the job done. You know, I think that's it's important to to win home and away, and uh, you know just get, just get the job done. Cookie, they are just reflecting on having missed out at this stage of the season last year, and he's relishing the challenge to lead the club, the club that he himself has said many times is the most professionally 
will manage club in the whole of his career to championship success, George? And it would be great for him to add the league championship to the Pierce championship. And I think if Craig is firing on all cylinders and performing the way that we know that he can, he'll be a great leader uh, over these two legs. And, you know, the, the interesting thing was we got through the semi-final or a very tight semi-final against Somerset. And by his own standards, Craig struggled a bit in the home leg at Ashfield. Um, but, you know, Craig will be up there. I'm sure he's going to lead us through there. And it's going to be a fascinating 30 races of uh, speedwell. Four sleeps to go. I don't know if you're going to sleep at all. But <laughs> so you're back to the other man that comes in red and white, you know, at the end of yes, the year. Yes, absolutely. Time, absolutely. You know? Yeah, Christmas come early. My fingers crossed. <laughs> Four sleeps to go. So then, an action-packed week ahead. Here's a quick refresher, complete with our own score predictions, gentlemen. It all kicks off on Friday night at Ashfield Stadium. Tapes up 7.30. The Championship Grand Final first leg. Your predictions, Patrick? Give me a scoreline. Oh... Oh, I'm not sure. I'd like there to be a, a a ten point difference. That would be that would be nice. Fifty forty is what I've written down. I would be delighted at fifty forty, George. Believe it or not, and the listener probably won't believe this. I was going to say fifty forty well, as well. Is it was it written in the stars? Yeah, yeah is it written as a, And then the following night, down at Leicester again, tapes up seven thirty. The concluding leg, Leicester versus Glasgow, George. I think it will be a four point victory to Leicester, Patrick. Oh, um, I think it might be a little bit more than that. Although it, it will be close, I think I think it might be about a four point. Well, let it be said, I've been in very good form with my predictions in recent weeks, and I've written down forty-eight to Leicester, forty-two to Glasgow, which would be a unanimous <laughs> Glasgow aggregate win. Well, it comes Saturday night. My goodness, I'm getting we'll go for that. I'm getting carried away, <laughs> gentlemen. We've run a race here tonight. Remarkably, another hour just about over. Another enjoyable show to be part of. Thank you both very much indeed. How was your tapes up debut experience, Patrick? It was very enjoyable. Thank you very much for having me on. George, always a pleasure to have you in the studio. Yes. And you continue in excitement till Friday night. Always good to be back. It's going to be difficult. These are the the occasions that you watch Speedway for and follow the Tigers. So, mon the Tigers. <laughs> the biggest week of the season is upon us. Only Leicester now stand in the way of Glasgow lifting the league title itself. Let battle commence this Friday night, concluding on Saturday. And may the best team win. Mon the Tigers, see you at Ashfield Stadium on Friday night. Tapes up 7.30. Please get there early. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your speedway. Good night. Love music. Live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio.